Raphael Nadell's hair. Uh, it's it's a. <laughs> Have you seen it? It's it's an emergency. That ball was on the line. Shot flew up. Oh, he's toying with him now. Hey, Caitlin. Chris, it's been a long time. It has been a long time, uh, and we're back. And I think the first thing we should say is that this is no longer a tennis podcast, and we're just going to talk about why Trump won the upper Midwest, like the <laughs> racial and social factors. Yeah, I definitely think people are listening for us to recap the election. <laughs> right. It's been a long time, and yeah. the tennis season has is now on hiatus, and we promised folks we would do a post-season episode, and here we are. And here we are. Murray and Sybil Kova bringing it home. Bringing it home, winning the championships. Yep. Sybil Kova winning in Singapore at the end of October. Right. Uh, paving the way. Well, Serena didn't play, so we knew that Angie Kerber was going to clinch the number one ranking. Right. Pretty much no matter what. Um, and she got pretty far, although Sybil Kova. Indoor is perfect for her. No wind. Um, and she was, she started out that match. Great, like that's as well as I've seen someone play in a while. Just like hitting, hitting outright winners from rally balls, and I was like, God, she's five three. Like that's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes I give myself the excuse of like, Oh, if only I were taller, I would have made a better tennis player. So it's really not my fault. And then I'm like, Ah, damn it. <laughs> this well, is like this generation's Amanda Kutzer, except she hits even harder. She's a dynamo. She, she like totally unloads on all of it. I love the Kutzer reference though. Wow. I mean, you, whenever you can read, you know, work in Amanda Kutzer, the right. tiny, tiny South African who married, as we learned in one of our past episodes, an Israeli probably spy. The most um, the most interesting man in the world, really. And yeah, like who's a, married to her. A movie yeah, executive. Right. He's like get, like spotting her 20 years. It's crazy. Meanwhile, uh, Sybil Kova married, by all accounts, a incredibly attractive <laughs> Williamsburg hipster. Oh, Wow. That's he's not crazy. really, but he has one of those like incredibly impeccable beards. Yeah, and sure. he appears to just be like a full time support staff for wow. her. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. And he's really, really. He's got like sleeve tattoos, wears like really tight shirts, and has this beautiful blonde beard that's like definitely, <laughs> definitely treated with some sort of like beard oil or like beard wax. <laughs> he's really cute. I mean, I'm a gay lady, but I'm, I'm even I am like you know. Dominika Silvakova, you did pretty well. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, she's a good-looking lady. I can see. You know, that seems about right. I feel like yeah, most all these tennis pros tend to do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, do you think in life most people end up punching their weight, marriage-wise? Ah, mm, no. I think most really huh. men end up punching up. Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably yeah. right. Especially in New York, where you like, ugh, this schlubby guy, and then like this lady's a ten, and like won right. an Emmy for being a war correspondent <laughs> in Iran. Like, right right no and it's like i think part part of that is that they're like very like when you get up into your 30s as a dude you can do real well because there are very few people who are guys who are like single have a stable job aren't nuts you know what yeah, i mean you're basically Small good looking for like not a murderer anyway so civil Kova <laughs> exactly took home like, the singapore trophy uh angie kerber left with the career high number one ranking pretty cool so pretty she cool. will never feature on this podcast as a never number one she a, very infrequently visited segment that remains close to my heart. Yes. Well, I mean, I think uh, we have someone who went off the board, Andy Murray. Now he's a number Andy one. Andy Murray. Now he's a number one. It's amazing. Um, I want to brag a little bit. I was in London for the 
official, unofficial UK launch of Racket Magazine, we decided to have a party there <laughs> a non just because yeah. at the Ace Hotel, <laughs> and we got to go see sure. Andy Murray play. He played uh, Nishikori in the match that we watched indoors at O2 Arena on his way to a showdown, inevitably with Novak Djokovic, which was really cool. Like Usually the year-end tournament yeah. doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Um, and they played for all the marbles. Whoever won that match was going home with the, the number one ranking, and Andy beat him pretty decisively. It was a great tournament for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's really cool that um that he's just wanting he's like winning because he worked himself up to be built like a tank and because he's just keeps going cuz he was still leaving I watched that match a lot of balls short for Djokovic in the court and usually that's it, but Djokovic being a tick down, I feel like Yeah. Um, this was not top enough. form Djokovic. No, and it's, it's just like Andy Murray just like grinds these fucking. Yeah, he out. sure does. Yeah, it's interesting. And even the Nishikori match we watched, which had probably the best set of tennis of any match I saw uh-huh. on the men's side at the tour finals. I think he it was an incredibly close tiebreaker. He can be a little bit passive when he's playing yes. these players, and then he kind of waits until his back's up against it. So he yes. ended up having like three or four like super dramatic matches in a row Nishikori yeah. was one of them Milo Raonic was another yeah. like the Djokovic match actually surprisingly wasn't that close uh but yeah you're right he kind of waits for the other player to bring the thunder his way right. definitely a counter puncher type which yes. I know that's kind of crazy to say but of those four Murray is a counter puncher no he is it's maddening uh sometimes to watch because it's just like hit the ball harder early in matches right <laughs> uh, imagine if he yeah. started serving and volleying how fun would that be right great hands great um, hands yeah i mean hip, i mean like federer it might come to that kind of later on in his career although kind of already is later on in his career he's like 30 right or 29 yeah i mean um, he's like kept pay, a pace with djokovic but djokovic has been you know i think in our consciousness a lot longer because he's been winning a lot more yeah but yeah murray's murray's not getting any younger i mean this like next gen of of players is really kind of skipping it's skipping a whole cohort. Like now we're kind of looking at these like 22, 23 year olds yeah. like Dominic team and Alexander Zverev and like a couple other ones round it. Yeah. Round it yeah. Certainly who are like not mid twenties, like Grigor Dimitrov was supposed to be the big hope of right. the men's tour in, in the generation after Nadal fed, you know, Murray yeah. and, uh, and Djokovic. And I, it's not really coming together. It's going to no. be, I think one of these like guys who's 10 years younger. This brings me to something else I was thinking about. Caitlin, I thought I would play play some music because these people were like real stars. And, uh, and it's just too bad. They were kind of born at the wrong time. That part of the generation that are never going to be number one or it's extremely unlikely. I feel like Stan has an outside shot, although he's not young either. Um, but like being as he can win majors, like that could possibly happen so i think you know if you think about these guys a lot of them the french guys were like amazing juniors and it just never happened so like we're talking about sanga richard gasquet um monfi david Ferrer, the yeah, thomas burdick It's never going to happen for these guys. Never going to do it. <laughs> I mean, maybe Juan Martín del Potro. He's 28. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, can he play? I don't know if he can play a whole season without getting injured, but God love him. Yeah, God love him. Um, yeah. It is, it's kind of harsh. So yeah, um, uh, the thing that I'm really pump- pumped about is Murray has lost, what, four or five Australian Open finals? Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is his time. Imagine if he had lost five Wimbledon finals. It would be like the only, it would totally define his career <laughs> no matter what. But because it's the Australian, like I can't even remember how many it was. And I'm something of a tennis fan. Um, so, um, yeah. In an interminable amount. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. You think he should just go on a tear now? I, I just, I really hope he does. I mean, did, one, one really great thing from that tournament, I'm sure it was clear when you were there, um, was he was so positive, like pumping his fists and even like positive and also he didn't get down um on himself it was really great really really so, yeah, great. this is like a great 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 season for him and i think djokovic is actually like knocked on his heels in a way that might yeah. be really tough to recover from i mean on the flip side boris becker who i always love to refer to who i love deeply as you know being a by all accounts a sex addict <laughs> who is like fathered like 10 different He's children a, hero, with a whole sure. bunch of different women <laughs> including like cocktail waitresses and flight attendants, um, you know, German player who won Wimbledon, I think twice. Uh, and as Djokovic's coach, he was like, basically without Nadal and Federer in top form, how could Djokovic possibly right. have kept his right. intensity? Which is like pretty <laughs> shady to say. But, you know, at the same time, I kind of could see how, you know, kind of like – Maria Sharapova on the women's side, like pretty much when Maria's in top form, the only person who can still clean yeah. her clock is Serena. But when Maria had to compete with like the Simona Halep and the Victoria Azarenka's second class, but still really good cohort at the top yeah. of the game there, it made Maria better. So maybe that there's something to that idea that it takes a group of them up top pushing them, not just like a singular rival. Yes, like could be. it kind of goes past the Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras idea, and involves like your Jim Couriers and your Michael Changs, yeah. um, in a way that you know that, there might be something to that. I don't know. I, I I can't claim to know what's in his head, but it was an interesting sort of theory. Oh, right. dude, this reminds me of something terrible we have to talk about. Whoa. Okay, go for it. Rafael Nadal's hair. Uh, it's it's a <laughs> have you seen it it's it's an emergency at this point <laughs> this is an emergency for an for emergency. the whole game like i don't give it's a, a fuck about his alarm fire <laughs> yeah yep oh, man bad. we talk about this from time to time had a glorious head of hair yep. kind of like even a mop top right then he like sort of slowly shaped it and got it into something that was like a little bit flopsy but still Still working, um, you know, yeah. working for him, and then just like in the past two years, just thinned out in a yeah. way that was like pretty tough to watch. And now he has gone under the knife, allegedly, to get hair transplants, and uh. has come back with a new haircut where it's kind of like a high and tight. Uh. Chris, <laughs> as a man, yeah. What do no. you see when you what do you think of this when you see this like does it make your like bones hurt that's how I felt I just like cringed when I saw it it was tough to right. watch it was I mean tough to see I mean to start with some sympathy he didn't have like the widow peaks that most guys get and like that Murray has to some extent like it was like yeah. that thinning all over which is like you you're left without options on the other hand like it's not like like he's always get, 
it's not like people are going to dismiss him as a person or think less of him the way they might think of someone who goes bald early in their life. I don't know. There's all those studies about how like bald guys make less money and blah, 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 blah. Like, Oh really? Yeah. That's not going to happen to him. (laughs) No, 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 no. So I just don't get it. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah. He could, he's got a really nice face that has good bone structure. I think he could really pull off, you know, of closely shorn hair it's tough to watch it's a developing situation but it is maybe an emergency <laughs> i think it's, it's really tough it's really tough it's going to be one of the things i'm watching most closely as the 2017 tennis season begins right. uh next month now it's Jan- december so next month january in um you know down under yeah Ooh, tough uh, and i'm really excited because next year maria sharapova is coming back yes yeah and roger federer more or less he's allegedly allegedly i was thinking like what if what if he doesn't come back and then mirka goes on tour like what if what if all of this was just like (gasps) her pumping the brakes on her career and he's like all right it's her turn i mean couples do this um oh man most notably the woman who just somehow lost the presidential election (laughs) to uh, American Hitler. It's okay. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully <laughs> I like where you're going with this, which is yeah. like Mirka can rise to the top of the game. I would love that. I know um I know somebody who played with her a little bit and she says she was like awesome and cool and fun and and like a great player in her own right. You know, they played some doubles matches together. Yeah. I think they met playing the Hopman Cup, which is in Australia, which is a really fun tournament. It's kind of like the Sadie Hawkins of that's good that's a really good comparison i have i have one weird thought about novak djokovic he's like not been himself has almost copped to that and said you know andy was to andy murray winning uh winning in london and sort of the gossip it's probably more more than gossip it's been er everywhere was that he cheated on his wife right and he made some comments that seemed to kind of back that up about you know he needs to get personal life in order and all of that i just i do have some sympathy for him like he's still like a young guy he just got married i don't know i don't know it's weird i didn't think i'd have that reaction maybe it's because like in tennis you get to know in some sad way you you get to feel like you know these people because it's Mm. just them um i don't i don't think i'd have that reaction for any other uh athlete in any other sport but uh but yeah i don't know i mean i feel like He's young. So you think it's true that he hooked up with a, by all accounts, Bollywood actress when he was in Los Angeles. And then the rumor is that Yelena Djokovic, who he's been together with forever, found out about it like during Wimbledon and threw him out of the house that they were renting. Right. That's the rumor. Right. right. I've heard it from a number of different places and people. Right. You know, what do I know? Like, I'm not in communication with Djokovic or his camp but yeah (laughs) like your your reaction was that you felt bad because he was like sort of young and untethered to a sort of support system because he's playing this very individual sport i don't know i mean it seems like yes actually has a pretty good support system i guess i'm just sort of driving at like do you have any like so i'm wondering do you have any sympathy for him that's tough I mean, having been married now for like how long have I been married? Six years. Uh, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Six years. How about you? How long have you been married? I've been married, oh, man, on the spot. Seven years. Yeah. So like, we both love our wives. Sure. We both married really rad ladies. Yeah. But like, you know, it's weird and hard sometimes, and you're on the tour and you're 
being pulled apart. I don't know. I mean, I certainly don't want to make excuses for people to be like stepping out on anybody else. But yeah, like I don't really know the circumstances. I do feel pretty bad for him, especially like the idea that this can blow up. So, you know, so, so terribly with a young kid, like pretty, like I probably wouldn't have taken this tack like before being married or before, um, you know, having children. But now that I, have both of those things in my life. I do. I share your sentiment. I do feel bad. Like I've never, I've not been like the greatest Djokovic fan throughout, you know, my, especially in years past as he's, he's become more dominant. Right. Right. Like I, I don't love the heart thing that he does to send out energy to the crowds. Like I wish he'd just kind of embrace the fact that people don't want to like him sometimes (laughs) and like, (laughs) you know, be okay with that. Like I think Andy Murray kind of did and it made him appealing in a hangdog kind of way. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, like the Djokovic thing is tough. Like I probably would have piled on, as I would for a lot of male athletes, um, because it seems like it's again like a double standard in our society. But I do feel like, look, this is obviously like deeply affected this guy. He was right. untouchable for probably close to three years, right. and notched like some of the most impressive streaks in like the modern game. And then all of a sudden, he just dropped form pretty substantially and hasn't been anything but like a shell of himself ever since. And so yeah both for him and his family and like the sport. I kind of hope this is in the past and he gets past it. I have no doubt whatsoever that he was like put through the ringer at home, which is probably why this is going on. So like that feels like, Oh good. Um, He's like done his time and it speaks well for him that he is falling apart. Like you should. Yeah. 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 You should. Like it's a huge fuck up. (laughs) Like (laughs) totally, totally, uh, to bring some, like while we're talking shit just about players, like, Vavrinka's approach to his marriage where he's basically like I want to date whoever I need to on the tour because like having a wife is too hard and also like a kid is a distraction and like I tend to do better when I'm not in communication with my family it's like dude Stan do I love you and your game and your like terrible shorts and And your your pockmarked face and your back end all the above but like that means you're probably a pretty shitty individual (laughs) just to be like totally clear you know what I mean right Maybe you're not a super integrated human being. Yeah, I think that's the way to put it. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it didn't quite happen, but maybe there was some flirting. I mean, what do we know? I mean, right. the Bollywood lady he was alleged to have hooked up with was super hot. <laughs> right, which you think leads like lends it more credence. <laughs> I mean, not less. Yeah, totally. not less. Totally. So yeah, yeah. that's an interesting. We ha- we don't usually trade in uh, the kind of gossip. Yes. on uh, the main draw podcast but i'm glad you brought it up because it definitely seems like the elephant in the room it's like no no no. he pretty much dramatically tied to the time that he was alleged to yeah. have like been found out had a huge drop in his level right and like Andy murray had a great season and he deserves to be number one but also i wouldn't bring it up except that like it's clearly a part of actual tennis matches and because i'm doing it with some sympathy like i don't think it would be cool to bring it up just to hammer him about it yeah chris let's wrap this up because the 2017 season is around us and we better basically uh carbo load and take lots of naps to get ready for it i am most excited about the terrifying what i hope is terrifying return of maria sharapova and potentially (laughs) a not pregnant anymore victoria azarenko yeah you know what I'm going to change what I just said. The thing I'm most looking forward to this season is continuing to talk about the aesthetics and fashion and hairdos of the pros. Right. No other podcast. None right. covers it with this amount of intrigue, um, sizzling chemistry, and pointed <laughs> observations. 
Awesome. Awesome. I can't, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm.